Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio. Section 9, Chapter 108. Philip restores the health of a woman dying in childbirth. On the 27th of July, a lady named Olympia Troiani had been in labor for two difficult days, unable to bring forth her child, and was not far from the moment when death would put an end to her life. While her household was mourning her as if she were already dead, she thought of Philip, and that thought brought her new hope of recovery. She begged the women around her again and again to have him brought to her at once. He arrived, for his charity towards all was such that he could not refuse. He prayed for her and laid his hands on the dying woman. Having done that, he withdrew at once, as if he knew that his prayers had been heard. And scarcely had he left the room when, amazingly, Olympia gave birth to a live girl. And she herself was kept safe from the danger that threatened her. We know there were many other women who were given up for lost during difficult labor. But at Philip's prayers, or through contact with the reliquaries which he kept, were able to give birth safely and easily. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle God of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The good friend of Saint Philip Neri, Saint Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Jesuits, used to say that one of the signs of thinking with the church, of being a good Catholic, is the respect that one shows for reliquaries. And in tonight's reading, Galonio mentions reliquaries. He mentions that St. Philip would often heal women who were in difficult pregnancies, sometimes by his hands, sometimes by his prayers, but also by contact with reliquaries. What are these reliquaries? Well, they're containers, usually made of glass and metal, sometimes very small, that have part of the body, usually part of the bone, of a saint. And these relics, that is the remains, are kept in a container, which we then call a reliquary. And uh, St. Philip would bring those, maybe the, a piece of the bone of an apostle, for example. We know that when 
the apostles were alive, handkerchiefs from an apostle could heal someone. We know that the shadow of Peter could heal someone. We know that even when our Lord was on the earth, the fringe of his garment could be the conduit of divine power, could flow through it. We know that our Lord did miracles through mud, through spittle. And we also know that in the early church, as a sign of the power of relics, people would go to the tomb of a martyr, for example, and they would be crying and they'd be thinking and they might lay their sick child on top of the tomb and suddenly the child got better. And so the experience of the church from the very beginnings of the New Testament was that in honoring the bodies of the saints, because Christ told us, the Old Testament tells us that the human body is to be looked after and cared for. Those who bury the dead do a corporal work of mercy. But it's precisely in that caring for the body after death that miracles began to be worked through contact with the bodies of saints. That just as God worked through the human body in this life, just as so many good things, so many prayers were offered in that body. That body continues, the remains of that body, the corpse, the bones, they continue to be used by God to do good. And so it's good for a Catholic to have a reliquary. It's good to try to obtain a relic of a saint. Make sure it's authenticated. You can even get them on eBay. Get them online sometimes. In fact, this coming March will be the 400th anniversary of the canonization of St. Ignatius of Loyola, St. Francis Xavier, St. Teresa of Avila, St. Isidore, and St. Philip Neri. When they were canonized on March 12th, 1622, the Romans said, ah, oh, today four Spaniards and a saint were canonized. Because Ignatius and Francis Xavier and Teresa and Isidore were all Spanish, well, from modern day Spain, and Philip was Italian. Well, anyways, they were all canonized on the same day and the 400th anniversary is coming up and there's gonna be a big mass in Rome and in honor of the 400th anniversary, they're actually going to redress the partially incorrupt body of St. Philip. They're going to put new vestments on it and possibly uh, obtain some new relics. So um, it's even the point, though, for us is that uh, the church is still making use of relics. But with people we love, even our family members, we love to hold on to something that belong to a grandparent that was very dear to us or a friend that was very dear to us or a spouse who we lost or a child that we lost. We love to hold on to little things that remind us of those people. Well, in the church, we are one family. In the church, the saints are our brothers and sisters. And on this feast of all saints, let us not be ashamed that we like to keep little reminders of our brothers and sisters with us especially if we've discovered by our own experience that we are especially connected to one of these saints across time and space 
in the mystical body of Christ, the people of God, we and some saint have a special bond. And therefore, nothing to be ashamed about that we would like a memento of our friend. We would like some way to feel closer. When we hold a relic, we can feel very close to that saint. Because God makes use of that to draw us more and more into a friendship with that saint. And why is Christian friendship so important? Why are groups like this so important? Well, one of the reasons is, is that by our friendship with each other, by our friendship with the saints, like St. Philip, we learn what friendship is. We learn what it means to be a friend. And therefore, we're more prepared for Christian charity. And Christian charity, Christian love, is friendship with Jesus Christ. It's only in that friendship with him that our life really begins. And to become a saint is to become a very good friend of Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.